Hello, everyone. My name is Gary Tester, and I'm Executive Director of Catholic Charities of Florida. With me is Father Anthony Ahrens, a missionary of mercy, and he'll tell you more about himself. We're starting a show called Mercy in Action, and we'd like to open with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The day has dawned, O Lord. Let your light fill our lives. Having risen from sleep, may we consecrate the entire day to you. Help us to prepare for each day so that we may know that you are with us. As we carry out our daily tasks, guide each one and fill them with your grace. Your mercy, Lord, is great. Look not upon our sins, but grant that we may reflect your mercy to each of our sisters and brothers whom we meet each day. And we ask all this in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. We're uh, contemplating a series on mercy, and we think it's appropriate, uh, not only because of the teachings of the church, but because Catholic Charities is really about the corporal works of mercy in action. And Father Anthony, you are a missionary of mercy. Why don't we start off by telling a little bit about who we are, and we'll start with you. Good. Well, greetings to all of you listening to this. It's interesting that I am a missionary of mercy. And in a recent letter that we got from, from the Holy Father, we were encouraged to promote our mission, to promote the ministry that we carry out. And so we have been tasked with the responsibility of proclaiming the mercy of God, proclaiming that in word and in action, and in a very special way, to proclaim mercy through the sacrament of reconciliation. And so it's interesting that, that the way in which I serve, being with Catholic Charities as chaplain, with Catholic Charities being a mission that carries out merciful actions, then that's a good place to be. It absolutely is, and, and we're thrilled to have you as our chaplain. Now, you also have some other duties that you carry out for the diocese. Would you share what those are? Okay. So my other big responsibility is being chaplain at Bishop Moore High School. And being there at Bishop Moore, oh, what better place to show mercy than being with 1,400 young people every day? Absolutely. Absolutely. Father, how long have you, for folks who don't know you, how long have you been ordained and in the diocese? I have been in the diocese since 2013, so five years and, and I've been ordained in the Catholic Church for the past 13 years. Okay. Uh, prior to that, I belonged to another, I belonged to the Anglican Church. Okay. So I would have been ordained 36 years this year. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for all that you do. And, and I will say, as the Executive Director of Catholic Charities, we are thrilled and spoiled to have you as our oh. chaplain. You followed Father Tom Walden, who started us off as chaplain, um, and we're just blessed to have your presence with us. Big shoes to fill. Well, you're doing a great job. Um, and my name is Gary Tester. Uh, I am the executive director of Catholic Charities of Central Florida. Uh, my family and I, we've been in Florida for two and a half years. Uh, time has flown. My background is really working with children and families uh, in private not-for-profit agencies, uh, adoption, foster care, residential services, alcohol and other drug counseling, etc. Um, and I'm an adult convert to the faith. So... 
Um, I've always uh, thought that I had a good relationship with the Lord, but coming into the Catholic Church as an adult and then having this glorious opportunity to be at Catholic Charities and um, in, uh, now uh, with the good Lord's uh, blessing, hoping to become a deacon in the church, uh, we're in formation now, uh, I just can't help but look around and see all the things that impress me with the, the concept of mercy. So when you and I first talked about this, Father, we talked about the idea that there are examples of mercy that occur every day throughout the world, and certainly here in our diocese and at Catholic Charities. And I think that's part of the reason that we wanted to have this show. But before we go there, you've been traveling. And I think for the first time that we talk together, it's important that people understand this concept of missionary of mercy and just what some of your travels involve. So would you uh, indulge me a bit and share with the audience what that is? Well, let me begin by first saying that in the year 2016, Pope Francis had initiated this year of mercy. And during that year of mercy, he said that he wanted to have priests from around the world to serve as missionaries of mercy. In a sense, they were supposed to be ambassadors of mercy. So they were representing not just Pope Francis, but representing Jesus. Because in the bull of indiction that, that Pope Francis put forward, he said that Jesus is the face of the mercy of God. And so all we have to do is to look at a crucifix. And in looking at that crucifix, we see mercy in action. Now, so the missionaries of mercy were supposed to be just for the year of mercy. However, at the end of the year of mercy, Pope Francis asked that missionaries of mercy continue in that post because he felt that he wanted to have truly a church of mercy and that that was what the world needs now. What the world needs is mercy. And so with the recommendation of our bishops, and so the Bishop of Orlando, Bishop John Noonan, recommended me to continue in that position. And, and so the Pope met with all the missionaries of mercy this past, well, Divine Mercy Sunday that oh, week. Oh, gosh. And, and so we were there with him. And one of the things that really came out of it, well, there are many things that came out, sure. but one thing in particular was said to us is that mercy cannot be defined, but mercy can only be described. Wow. And, and therefore, I think that the way in which things are done through Catholic charities we can say that that is mercy being described. That's beautiful. So why do you think the Pope is so focused on mercy? Why? I'm just curious, uh, because certainly the corporal works of mercy have been around, I'll say forever. And in Scripture, we know, for example, in Matthew 25, we hear about how we're to treat those um, who are in need. But, but why... Why, what were your thoughts be in terms of why we have this focus on mercy now? I think there, there are two stories, two biblical stories that the Pope has put forward. The, the first one is that everybody knows it is the prodigal son. Mm -hmm. And in the story of the prodigal son, we see a son who has gone astray, so to speak. But the focus really is on the father that no matter how far the son has strayed, the father is always there 
waiting to welcome him home. So mercy is always the initiative of God. And, and so mm -hmm. God took the initiative of sending his son Jesus into the world. And Jesus took the initiative of founding the church. And therefore the church founded by Jesus has to take that initiative of being the face of mercy in the world. And the second image or story put forward is that of the Good Samaritan. And we see so many persons in this world who are beaten up. They're beaten up and left, you know, um, half dead on the wayside mm -hmm. because their joy has been robbed, their, their dignity has been robbed, and, and all of these things that have been taken away from them. This is why people are hungry and thirsty and naked and homeless physically as mm -hmm. well as spiritually. And so with the church being, as Pope Francis says, the field hospital, it means that we have to be out there picking people up by our words and by our actions. You know, that's beautiful. I, mm -hmm. I, I think, of, uh, I think of, of Catholic Charities here specifically. I think of our, our lobby over at the main campus on Semarin Boulevard. And I think of all the people who walk in that door. And as you know, Father, we've, mm -hmm. we've now tried to uh, post images of divine mercy uh, throughout our buildings with the idea that one of the things that um, St. Faustina um, received from the Lord was the idea that if we post that image and people gaze upon that image, it invites God's mercy in. And when I think about the people who come to Catholic Charities and, and the people that we're privileged to serve, they all come exactly as you mm -hmm. described. They're thirsty, they're mm -hmm. hungry, they're naked, they're homeless, they're, they're ill, um, they're incarcerated in physical ways and spiritual ways. And so the opportunity we have to serve is huge. And I think one of the reasons we talked about doing this show, sometimes we take mercy for granted. We just take it as, well, Catholic Charities does what Catholic Charities does. The Vincentians do their ministries. All of our volunteers in our parishes, the outreach ministries, we just do them because people are in need. But we don't necessarily look at them as opportunities to extend the mercy of the Father. How can you help us to begin to frame that differently so that we don't take that mercy for granted? Yes, it's so easy to take that for granted. What I think, um, going back to the image of the, of the prodigal son and mm -hmm. the father, is that Pope Francis reminded us that when we look at an image of, of the father and the son, that we should remember that, that we're both. We're both the ones handing out mercy, but we're also the ones receiving mercy. Mm -hmm. And if we keep that in mind, we will not take it for granted because mercy is shown to us and we therefore in turn show mercy to others. And it's not something that we decide that we either do or not do. It's the way in which we should be living, living in mercy. So, you know, I'm intrigued. At Catholic Charities, we, we talk, I think, consistently about the privilege it is to serve those who come to our door. And, you know, from my perspective, it takes a lot of courage to decide to head over to Catholic Charities or to one of the, the parish food pantries. I mean, it in, in some ways, it's very humbling to think about what someone has to go through to say, I need help. When you talk about the, the students at Bishop Moore, so I've had the privilege of being over to Bishop Moore 
on more than one occasion mm-hmm. um, and meeting staff and interacting with some of the students and certainly not there as often as you are. But from a young person's standpoint, what does mercy look like when they consider how the world is? I can think of, you know, the, the various projects that they have there where, where they will try to raise funds for to help with underprivileged persons or they they'll collect toys they'll they'll collect food stuff they'll they'll go on mission trips to the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. and and so that they become fully aware of of peop, other people in the world you know thinking about the things with which they have been privileged and things with which other persons have not been so privileged and and the idea is is to share that so so they sit along those lines they also sit in terms of the care that they need to take of the environment in which we live and the environment you know um, whether it is land on on the land or in the sea whatever it is mm-hmm. so we have to take care of that but also in a very special way on every monday we have what we call mercy monday really and on mercy monday i make myself available to the kids for conversation or confession and so i i sit on the dock and that's where they come during their lunches mm. just to talk or to confess and and so they become aware of of mercy in their own lives and how they need to share that with others that's beautiful you know? so we're we're even thinking of of having some deep collaboration with catholic charities as they as they move forward in their in their lives so so maybe uh, become a little bit of a bridge between the two well, we welcome that kind of a bridge. You mentioned that Pope Francis talks about the devil and, and the aspects of, of selfishness, self-centeredness, greed. Um, and now you're talking about, you mentioned earlier, reconciliation, and then you're talking about the students of Bishop Moore getting to come out and visit you on the dock and, and converse or confess. What's the relationship between my ability to be um, a minister of mercy and my recognition of my sinfulness? Let's look at the Mass. When we begin each Eucharistic celebration, how do we begin? We begin by acknowledging our sins. Mm -hmm. And as we acknowledge our sins, then the priest says to us, May Almighty God have Have mercy mercy on us and forgive us our sins and and lead us to everlasting life. So our goal is heaven. Uh Our goal is everlasting life. And so when we acknowledge our sinfulness, we're saying there is something that I can't do myself. I need help. And that help comes from God. We've been blessed at Catholic Charities for decades to serve people in need and to see those ministries evolve. And Father, you've certainly been aware from the time you've been in, in the diocese, you've been aware of Catholic Charities. But as you've gotten to spend almost now a year being our chaplain, what have you observed at Catholic Charities that that um, speaks to you of mercy? Oh, so many things. The, the first that I can say, it is the welcome. 
when you enter that door and you see all of these people sitting in the lobby and and they seem to be at home because the first person that they greet or the first person who greets them Mm -hmm. greets them with a good welcome so that they feel that they're not invading anybody's space sure but that they are welcome there so welcoming the stranger is one of the works of mercy but not only that when you go across to the food pantry on the other side the agape mission market yes you know and you see people coming in and they're just collected you, you know I, I mean they they're not buying <laughs> Because, again, it's saying mercy is free, isn't it? You know, um, So they can't buy it. But they come in and they collect what they need, what is available there. And they're filling up their baskets and going, t- making trips to a car or waiting for mm-hmm. something. That is mercy in action. And when I see the, the food trucks coming in and, and delivering all of these things and, and people from various parts of the diocese coming, helping to unload and so forth, that's, that's mercy. That's mercy. That's a description of mercy. You know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So we, um, we have a couple of staff who came up with the concept of the mission market uh, about a year ago now. In fact, I think it was on the feast day of St. Isidore the Farmer last May, um, if I've got my dates correct, that Bishop Noonan came out and blessed the, the, the current food pantry, and we, we announced that we are creating the mission market. And the idea of the mission market is um, many food pantries, the goal is always beautiful. The goal is to provide food to people who are hungry. But there's a reality. Um, you know, when, when we go to the store, we get to pick the food that we want to eat because we know what we like, mm. or we know what the kids need because they need juice, or, you know, we, we have an idea of the nutrients they need. When folks come to a food pantry, more often than not, they get what we have. It's, it's not about, I get what I need. We like to think that you need what we have, and so we give you what, what, what's available. And that's made available through donations and things like that. And that's called a push pantry. We, we literally push the food we have available to someone in need and hope that it'll be useful. What we've done, and, and I think what you're alluding to with the mission market, the agape mission market, a different concept, it's now called a choice pantry. So we still have some of the non-perishables that we provide. But while we're getting that together for our family, we've created a farmer's market out front, and you've seen it. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, uh, baked goods. We have dairy proteins. We have odds and ends that that are just uh, things that have come to us. But folks can shop, take as much produce as they want. Um, And in that process, they're now beginning to get a sense of, well, this. my family loves plantains. So we came and we got a bunch of plantains instead of, I got six cans of tuna. And we really don't care for tuna. So when I hear you describe what happens, mm. um, I picture some of the folks who walk into that farmer's market area, just huge grins on their face. Mm. You know, and thank you, thank you, this means so much. And, and they can literally walk out with as much as they want. And, and we're, we're entirely volunteer-led. We have staff support, but we are volunteer-led. And I hear you describing that. Mm. That's one of those faces of mercy mm. that's beautiful. You know, I, I think of the going back again to the prodigal son. When he came home, the father mm. provided him with the best of everything. 
So you know, he didn't choose this. What he was choosing was to be given something, but rather the father said, it's all yours. So you can take what you need. It's all yours. Take what you need. And so that's what a true celebration is. A celebration is not something that is forced. It's something that is free. And, and I believe we can, we can use that image for all of the works of mercy. So what do we do when I don't have any more mercy to give? What do, and I, I just feel tapped out. Oh, well, what, what do we do when we feel tapped out in anything? We go back to the source. This is where we tie everything in. You know, this year in the diocese, we're celebrating what's called the year of the Eucharist. Yes, we are. And we're told that the Eucharist, it is the source and the summit of all our Christian activity. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we could say the Eucharist is the source and the summit of mercy. So we go back to the Eucharist and we fill up. Because there it is where we're getting from from the mercy of the Lord, which is everlasting. It endures forever. We go back there. And source of mercy can never be exhausted. I hope people find it encouraging to know that ministry, uh, the, the ministry of mercy is all around us. Yes. Um, and, and that we'll become more attuned individually to what that means. That we will continue to pursue uh, God's mercy for us as individuals. And then that we become those uh, uh, lamps on the hillside that help to bring light to others who may be struggling to find God's mercy. And there's one way that we will we'll be able to use the communications um, office of the Diocese of Orlando to, to get this, you know, to get reports and send them to Rome because they, they'd like to get reports of this in Rome about what we are doing in the Diocese of Orlando for, for mercy. You know, I was going to look at you and say, you are hilarious. And then you're very serious. They do want that they, information. They do, yes. They'd well, we're like, very blessed like to be in a... quarterly reports, if possible. Well, we're very blessed to be in a diocese where, where our bishop took the call of Pope Francis seriously and said, I am going to appoint a missionary of mercy and, 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 and send you to Rome. And so it's great to sit with you this morning. Why don't we close with the prayer, and uh, we'll just um, invite everyone to contact Catholic Charities if they would like to become involved in Mercy. Uh, We take volunteers all the time. You can go to our website at um, cflcc.org. You can call us uh, at 407-658-1818, and you can also email us if you go to our website, and we can help you with that. And certainly, Father, if there's anyone out there who's in need of of, um, uh, support, or services, they can also contact us for that as well. That's that's very good. Okay. Yes. So why don't you close so us with a prayer? So let us pray. Lord Jesus, you are the visible face of the invisible Father. You are the face of the God who manifests his power above all by forgiveness and mercy. Let the church be your visible face in the world, its Lord risen and glorified. You willed that your ministers would also be clothed in weakness in order that they may feel compassion for those in ignorance and error. Let everyone who approaches them feel sought after, loved, and forgiven by God. Amen. Amen. 
Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. 